Before we get started with today's episode, we wanted to pop a quick trigger warning here, because in this episode, we're going to reference suicide and suicidal thoughts. If you think this episode might be triggering for you, then please skip it. And if you need to talk to somebody, please call the Samaritans at 116-123. Someone will always be there to listen day or night, and it's free for all UK phone numbers. Or you can email joe, that's J-O, at samaritans.org. We love you all so much, and we promise it gets better. This is a crowd podcast. I know it's a secret. Girl, you would believe she's an old man that lives in Ohio. Okay, let's go. Okay, I was just singing. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Go Love Yourself, the podcast where we're all trying to love ourselves a little bit more. I've actually already <laughs> cried today, so have we can, you? Yeah, oh, I no, have. So anyway, why? I'm taking bets on who will cry in this episode. I'm going 100 percent both of us. <laughs> Laura, I don't know how we haven't done this yet. We haven't spoken about Bake Off yet. Are you watching Bake Off? Do you watch Bake Off? Is it weird to watch Bake Off? <laughs> <laughs> I, so many questions. Um, I have been watching it actually. Yeah, I, I'll be honest. I, I found it quite difficult to watch last year's season fresh out of being on it um and i spoke to kim joy i don't know if any of you guys remember kim oh, joy she is the sweetest soul you I will ever meet her. she's so lovely we literally had a conversation about her last week didn't we and i'm we like did, i'm yeah. in love with her yeah lauren's a bit obsessed with her yeah. <laughs> um understandably she's very cool and very lovely um but no i was chatting to her ages ago and she said that she found the season after her difficult to watch because it, it sort of feels like someone's jumping in your grave a yeah. little bit and it was weird. Um, someone else I spoke to said that it felt like you'd been dumped. And I was like, that is exactly it. Is it like seeing um, your ex with 12 new people? Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but this year, being a part of a bit more removed from it, I'm like yeah. really enjoying it as a fan again. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. I have to say, I really love Yanush. I just want to marry him, have his babies, eat fish and chips and have a pint with him. He's gay, but you know, that's fine. We'll, we'll work around that. <laughs> and basically to be my best friend, if not marry me. <laughs> yeah i'm absolutely the same and i i love bake-off this is it when you told me you were going off on bake-off i was like because i'm such it's like the only tv show i actually watch and i'm like i love it and i love this season and obviously i've got a bit of a soft spot for sandro because i i of do crikey yeah. mikey but uh, i just love it it's the most fun ever i love the drama of it all and it just feels like the most cozy watch and i also feel like it's illegal to watch it without eating some sort sort of baked good oh 100 percent. you cannot watch bake off without having like i used to rush home from work and then go to the shop and get whatever week it was i would get something (laughs) that related (laughs) same i bet loads of people do that and i used to do it work we did um a sweepstake once and everyone had to bake something of that week like so i think i had biscuit week and i made very questionable viennese whirls uh but they were (laughs) swirl viennese swirls viennese swirls Yo, Baker. Oh, God, you got me on. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, I was about to say Wells, and then you went Swells, and I was swells. like, oh, is it Swells? If you I'm say it really fast, it doesn't I'm matter. Gonna Viennese have to Wells. It, babes. it doesn't matter. Viennese Wells. I was right. Viennese Wells, right? <laughs> yeah, no, they're Wells. They're Wells. <laughs> they're Wells, not Swells. Uh, either way, mine didn't, mine didn't whirl or swirl. They were just sort of. <laughs> mine were just a oh, sad. Of <laughs> But anyway, hello, Bake Off. Hello, Autumn. 
babes. Cozy nights are officially here. Speaking of autumn, the winter months can be quite tough on the old noggin. So how are you coping with the kind of like the darker nights? And I know it's like cozy and nice sometimes, but um, have you noticed like a change in like your mood and stuff with it kind of being colder and darker? If I'm being honest, no, but that's because I quite like autumn and winter. Also, October's my birthday month. I don't know if I've mentioned it. So I quite like it. So I'm here for the people that quite like it. I don't love that it gets darker earlier because it means I can't go out for a walk at night and I'm not going out for a walk at dark times. At dark times. Uh, during these dark times. Um, but... Winston Churchill. <laughs> How fucking dare you? <laughs> Um, but I quite like the co- the excuse for cozy nights in, but it's probably because it's quite novel at the minute. And I, yes. yeah, and I don't mind it. How about you? I think you're absolutely right there in that I'm quite enjoying it at the moment because it's novel. But as the nights are getting darker quicker, I'm already like, oh God. And it, it's making me a bit nervous, I think, mm. going into winter. I think, to be honest, the, the build up to kind of Christmas and this kind of weather is like fine. I think it is like, it's more like January, February. <laughs> January, Ooh. February, fuck me. That's all, it's the worst. <laughs> Sorry to everyone who's got a birthday in January. <laughs> oh my God. Or literally. Yeah. Or December. Imagine having a birthday in December. Oh no, like, I'd love a December birthday. No, no. Yeah. No one gives a shit because it's so like, I'm, they're doing Christmas stuff. I want everyone Christmas to give double the shits. If I ever get married, nah. I want to get married on the 22nd of December. By the way, man oh, out there. Don't I've, do that. Oh, well, hun- or don't the 31st do that. of December. Oh, you'd be one of those really annoying people that yeah. got married around Christmas. <laughs> Great. No, love that for me. You don't even like Christmas, oh. so it's not even a bother no. to you you will still come along and be my friend Christmas. i hate you what the hell <laughs> rude you're on one today okay, no. <laughs> i just forgot i can't remember feelings. what we're talking about I know oh yeah Sh- shit mental health oh yeah yeah oh yeah, Back to oh, yeah i hate you yeah carry okay sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> but the reason that we want to talk a little bit about mental health is because yesterday was actually World Mental Health Day. Um, yes. So we want to talk a little bit more about like mental health in general. We've got a really cool episode for you guys today. We're going to ask lots of questions and stuff, but we're going to be talking a little bit more about mental health in general. Laura and I have got tons of experience. <laughs> we can talk about it um, and answer some of your questions. <laughs> A huge thank you to today's Patreon sponsors, Laura Bayliss and Joey Scott. Yeah, thank you so much for supporting the pod. We really appreciate it. Um, if you'd also like to support the show, head to patreon.com forward slash go love yourself or search go love yourself in Apple Podcasts, where you can sponsor the show for, drum roll, as little as one pound a week. And then you get ad free and early episodes as well. So we asked you guys for some questions on our Instagram at Go Love Yourself Pod, if you're not already following, and our Facebook group, Go Love Yourself Community. So how about we start with some gentle ones before we get into the kind of nitty gritty mental health stuff, start crying yeah. into, yeah. <laughs> Should we put quotes, bets yeah? on about who's going to, I've already cried, I've actually already cried today, so. Have we, you? Yeah, oh, I no. have. Babes, um, why? <laughs> I don't really know. It's just one of those days. My flow app's telling me I'm emotional, so I'm just emotional. I saw the <laughs> notification. I was like, oh, I must be emotional. So anyway, I'm taking oh. bets on who will cry this episode. I'm going 100% both of us. <laughs> okay, well, I'm also, I'm on my period, so I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I might win. 100% success rate. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so let's ease into this. Let's, let's, I was going to make a foreplay joke, but it just doesn't work. But, uh, (laughs) please do. You can't let me down like that. Yeah, I don't mean it's not me. me. (laughs) It's 
not going to be funny now. It's something about lubrication or like just easing us in, not going in dry. I don't see what I mean. It does the, the elements of yeah, the joke are there. Work. Listeners, okay, make yeah. it, make the joke work. So anyway, Laura, thank you for asking. Moving on. What's your favourite dessert? <laughs> um, I find that very hard to choose. I like anything chocolatey, but I have to say probably creme brulee. What about you? Oh, love creme brulee. Uh, my favourite dessert is anything made by Bake Off finalist Laura Adlington uh, because I had some of their <laughs> carrot cake recently. Fuck me sideways. It was excellent. So that was, <laughs> that was I'm glad you awesome. enjoyed Oh my God, so good. So, so good. So that would be my favourite. But I'm with you. We both like, if we, I think if we could eat one thing for the rest of our lives, it would be chocolate. I couldn't live without it. Oh, 100%. I probably yeah. have it most days. Oh, yeah. I don't think I yeah. ever go a day without chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> chocolate I and Diet it. Coke is my diet staple. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> and it's nutritionally balanced, isn't it? Like Diet Coke in one hand, chocolate in the other. They're the perfect pair. They're the perfect pair. <laughs> they really Literally are. Literally that. Okay, Lauren, if you could go on one reality TV show or game show, what would it be? Oh, that's such a good question. Also, that's a good question for a date. I'm taking that on a date one day. Uh, I mean, my competition kind of or reality show would obviously be Sewing Bee. Oh, you have to do Sewing Bee, Lauren. You have to. I know. I literally, in the background of all these things, there's just my sewing machine, which just sits there. I need to sort my life out. Gathering dust, just like your vagina. Sort it out. What? How dare you? Sort it out. (laughs) I will sort both out. Reality show. I don't know. Other than that, I'd love to do a general knowledge one. No, I'd love... Is it Mastermind, where you have your own... Like, you have your specialist subject? Yeah. Would you do Anne Boleyn? It would probably be all six queens... But currently, it could potentially be the Plantagenets. Thank you for asking. Uh, it oh is the, the era leading up to the Tudors. So. <laughs> and I don't get laid how? <laughs> <laughs> it's a mystery, it's obviously. It's a mystery. Um, so anyway, right back at you. What, what reality show are you going on? A game show? What's the dream? I don't have one that I'd want to go on, but I will. it's more fun if I say what I specifically would never go on, and that is I'm a celeb. I tell you now, the thought of being hungry not eating I'm a, I'm a princess when it comes to my sleep so the thought of sleeping on a fucking hammock in dirt hammock, in dirty no. clothes like not washing and then like not eating and then like doing challenges and eating bugs and being of mother nature honestly not a bit of me so, so no not, thank you not so I wouldn't take a million girl, pounds no. I was just about no. to say if they no, offered I don't you think I would. a million quid you still wouldn't do it nope tax-free million quid no such thing as a tax-free million you're joking (laughs) (laughs) unless you're Rishi Sunak obviously (laughs) (laughs) I mean anyway okay no I'm with you I would never in a million years like even if they offer me well 10 million I probably but you know no thank you yeah fair enough yeah not not that they're gonna offer me 10 million (laughs) (laughs) yeah no We've got a really nice question, which is about musicals. What's the best show? So play or show that you've seen recently? I need to up my game because I haven't seen anything that recently. But I did see Sister Act and love that. I know you weren't overly keen, but I thought it was really good. What about you? Kinky Boots, I think it's probably... I've seen, oh, I've seen a, a see ton that. this year. Because I'm on an app where you get like £20 tickets and it's just the best oh, ever. Oh, Today Ticks, yeah. Yes, oh my God. Get on that immediately. I see everything. So I think Kinky Boots is always going to be the best ever. But I love Heathers. I saw that again this year, which was <gasps> fucking brilliant. Oh. 
That is so good. Favorites. And now I'm just obsessed with Candy Store. I literally listen to it every damn day. <laughs> also, Get Up Stand Up, which is the musical about Bob Marley. Oh, yeah. I wasn't particularly a big reggae fan. Like, it was cool, but I never really listened to it. I'm obsessed. I am obsessed. I would thoroughly recommend that. It stops in the West End in January. I would thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. Nice. Okay, let's talk holidays. Have you got any planned for next year? And someone has specifically asked us if we could go on a holiday together, where would we go? Oh my God, so I don't have any currently booked for 2023. Do you? If not, shall we? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. If I can get Buddy looked after. I'm hoping that we're going to go away, me and Matt, in January. I don't know where, but... I think hopefully somewhere hot. You love a January holiday. I do, because it gets you out. It is miserable, January. Mm. Um, And Matt's so busy working throughout the summer. And to be honest, most of the year, it's like really the only time of the year that we're both quiet with work. So I think we're going to make the most of it and go our way in January. Um, But we do need to book a holiday together. I want to go to Greece with you. I want to go to Greece. (gasps) I could have a Mamma Mia moment in Greece with you. That'd be great. Let's do that. I would be well up for that. And what do do we want when it comes to holiday? I want a sunbed that isn't going to hurt my back. I would like some spa treatments. Oh, nice. In a hotel. And just like, I want to be around the pool or around the beach. Like really good food all the time, every day. Good food, (laughs) good cocktails on the beach with a pool or good pool. I, honestly, I don't understand people that go on holiday to like explore. Um, I, 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 I will, I'm going to retract that. I'm going to retract that because, right, if you go to a city, mm-hmm. fine, fine, do you. But I don't like doing like crappy tourist excursions because it's like, I don't know, they just seem this like... This is so funny because I fucking love it. Just tourist traps. I can't sit still. I, I cannot sit. I, <laughs> that, my worst nightmare is going on a week long holiday and lying down for a week. That's my fucking worst nightmare. So if we go... So in answer to your do, question, we are not we going on go <laughs> together. <laughs> no, that's fine. I can I can lie down. But as long as like there's a spa treatment that day and I'm like, oh, we're going to go out for a really fancy... Can we go on... Bo- How do you feel about boats? No, absolutely not. Get a seasick. <gasps> okay, that's fine. I'll meet some hot Greece, Grecian Grecian. Man. Grecian. I think, I guess they just call them Greek now. Uh, they're not... <laughs> <laughs> They're not ancient Grecian. People right. listening are going to think Fuck we're drunk sake. doing this. We also, they're going to think we're so stupid. <laughs> we are. Grecian man. Um, and I'll, I'll go on the boat with him and you can stay at the at the pool and then I'll come back and then we'll have the great times in the evening, which sounds okay, fine. a bit saucy. I'll bring, the Gre- <laughs> I'll bring the Grecian man, babes. Right, anyway, it's got, it's got away from me. <laughs> But we do need to do something. Or even if it's like a weekend away or something. I would prefer that. I think that that is a really good... That is a good idea. Let's do that. (laughs) Set the compromise. (laughs) Yeah. A weekend away, I can fuck with that. And I can like... Then we can plan and go shopping and do spa treatments and and that kind of thing. That's cool. Yeah. But when there's sun out, I just want to sit in the sun. Okay. That's... And swim. I want to be Fat Moana. Go on, sing it. You have to sing it. If you've mentioned it, you've got to sing it. I am Moana. Buddy's just looked at me like, oh my God, what? Speaking of my man, Buddy, here he is. And oh my God, I can't, I cannot. Um, how, how is Bud? And how are you with Buddy? I am finding it challenging. Like, I feel like there's no point in being like, oh, like he is the love of my life. Sorry, Matt. He is. <laughs> um, he is. Um, but I have to say like... <laughs> It is really tricky. I have found that it has affected my mental health quite a bit, having him. I definitely think I had the puppy blues when we first got him. And as much as I love him, I am finding myself thinking like, 
I need some space. <laughs> like, I need a break. Yeah. He is wonderful, though. Thank you for asking. He's great. It's just a lot sometimes. But it's intense, isn't it? And I guess it's going from zero to a thousand. Also, because you essentially work from home, it's like you're with him quite a lot, I guess. So it must just feel like a lot. I'm with him all the time, which makes leaving him very hard. And he doesn't like being left because he's not used to it. And then that makes me want to kind of just not go out. But then I get kind of resentful for not going out. And I also get, then feel quite like lonely and isolated yeah. from not going out. Yeah. So yeah. I just, yeah, all, all credit to you. Because how many people have said to me, oh, you need, if you live alone, you need to get a dog. You need to get a, I can't, the commitment. I couldn't, it, like, it was too much. So, all oh, kudos to you. But luckily, he's beautiful. Thanks. So, our listeners have obviously asked the question about your dating life. Yes. They're eager to know. What, any updates? What's been happening? There is and there isn't. And then this is where I start to put boundaries in place uh, of being oh. like, be, oh, so there'll be things that I will talk about on the podcast and Instagram and things that I won't. There, you know, there is things that Laura knows. <laughs> then I'm not going to tell. <laughs> then I'm not telling uh, the podcast. I but, got uh, secret. <laughs> I got key. I got secret. Right, but anyway, it's not that juicy to be fair. But no, I am dating. I have been on some dates. I have found that it's one of those things once you pop, you can't stop. You just kind of need that first date out there and that first kind of guy that's not a complete dickhead to talk to to kind of get you going. The reason it's going good and the reason that I think I've got to this point where I can... I feel confident dating and I feel confident to, you know, stop talking to guys that give me red flags or red flags I thought were red flags actually probably aren't. It's because of this podcast and it's because of the messages that I get from women in the similar boat to me. So just, yeah, it's kind of changed my life a little bit. I I will provide some juicy updates when there kind of is juicy updates I'm prepared to tell. But the moral of the story is dating's... Dane's all right, mate. It's okay. Thank you for the update. And obviously only share what you're comfortable <sighs> If that's okay, guys. I mean, like we can have some, you know, Rude. like we think we, we can get, I mean, you'll know all the deets, so you ain't got to worry about <laughs> I it. I can but... say that because I know. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's really great that you're setting yeah, boundaries. Oh, well. Um, no, well done you. And then I'm like, tell me everything <laughs> offline. <laughs> yeah. Tell Nor me you're everything. Not let me have boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> no boundaries. It doesn't They'll exist give me friends. the ins and the outs, giggity. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> We're going to get a bit more deep now uh, into all the stuff that we talk about. So the first question from a listener is, do we have any diet culture habits that we can't break? And their one is that they still use sweetener over sugar. Mm, yeah. And I remember that from the fat club days, from the Slimming Mar days. The other day, I was so angry with myself. I, where was I? I cannot remember. I was, I was doing something. I'd like walked a bit or something and then I went to get some food and then, oh, that was it. Sorry. I was at an event in London, I think, I think. And I went to get some food and I was like, oh yeah, I think I've earned it. And then I was like, oh no. But you called yourself out on it and we all do it. And it's all, because it's like, literally we grow up with it. It's ingrained in our brains. Yeah. What about you? I think mine honestly is that and this is probably slightly deep. I think there will always be an element in my brain that I will always want to lose weight. Always. Okay. I will, like, do you know what I mean? Like I, I always yeah. will want to be a bit smaller. And I say that because recently, I was really poorly recently and I didn't eat for like three days and I saw a difference in my body and I was like, oh, 
How fucking ridiculous is that? That's not good. That's not healthy. And it's kind of like that thing in your brain of like, oh, oh, lose weight. And I'm not going to have it. Stepped on the scales. I'm not doing it. I was poorly. That's why. Mm. And I'm back to normal now. And I'm eating as normal. And I'm, I'm back to, you know, being healthy and stuff. But it's just, I hate that that's that little niggly thing in your brain of like, oh, lose weight, lose weight. I don't want to. I don't feel like I need to. But it's just like, nee. Diet culture, man. Breaking up with diet culture is real hard. It is hard and it's a process and, and like kind of brings me on to our next question from one of our listeners who says that she's struggling with gaining weight after uh, having a baby and accepting her body and she wants to know how to get to a place where she can learn to accept herself and love her body even because um, she doesn't know where to start and I think exactly what you said there is like it's a I, I'm going to use the word it's a journey isn't it it's a process like we're not going to be like overnight and I love it when you see things online that are like five steps to body confidence and you're like oh brilliant I'm solved oh excellent news <laughs> <laughs> my problems are solved yeah um, it isn't going to happen like overnight just like be really kind to yourself um, I like the thing that's helped me definitely is like doing research and then when you realise that there's like so many like old white graying men trying to make you feel shit about yourself to make money then you'll then like maybe if you're a bit rebellious like me you're like fuck you fuck fuck you but i think the whole like i can't speak from any experience obviously because i've not had a baby but so many people are in the same boat like i don't know one woman not one woman on this earth that has had a baby and then gone like yeah i'm pretty cool with my body now like thanks so much um you ripped my vagina apart and my belly's all saggy thank you loving it <laughs> you're not you know like it's just it's totally normal like you're not alone um so just like baby steps literally <laughs> baby steps um, be kind to yourself be kind to yourself and just think like you've just made a fucking human mate like honestly that's pretty incredible um, and even if you know people that have gained weight by not having a baby as well like feeling bad for that and it is such a fucking process and I don't think I feel like even the most body confident woman in the world will still have days when they feel a bit shit right that is human nature mm. you know me and Nora talk a, li- a lot about sort of the body positive versus body neutrality thing and the body neutrality is you don't have to love your body every second of every day but you have to accept that's how you are you know we did like tips like our our tips for sort of body confidence we did our five tips body confidence but at the end of season one we did like our real tips and I stand by all of them and they're things like curate your social media feeds fill your world with things that make you feel good for me, that was like unfollowing the Kardashians and everyone that's ever been on Love mm, Island because they don't mm. look like me. They don't make me feel good. I now follow a whole bunch of wonderful women who look like me or have the same morals and views of, of things that I do. And I love it. That kind of thing's really good. And it really is. You just have to get to a point of like, sit down and say, well, why aren't I happy? Is it because of me or is it because of I'm worried about what other people think? If the you worrying about what other people think creeps in at all then you just have like laura says you just gotta piss it away life is too short to let other people's opinions of you so people you don't fucking care about or know let their opinions impact your life negatively so it is a process we're all in it like me and laura have already talked about how we sometimes go back into that life so just keep going keep doing the work it will be so worth it yeah it's a really tough one for like mental health isn't it someone's actually asked us how both of us are doing uh, mental health wise um do you want to take that one lauren i'll go first because i'm actually feeling really good at the minute um and i wanted to provide some hope to people out there who are struggling because 
at the beginning of this year, I had, I was signed off work for almost two months with like depression. Like really, I was low. I was really low up until I think probably the beginning of the summer. You know, lots of things have happened in the background of to make that all better again. And I'm doing things to make myself feel better. And I just wanted to provide some hope to people who are going through it. I've been there. I've been the lowest of the low. And it's just the absolute worst. And I just wanted to say there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is. And I know on the days it doesn't feel it. I promise that there is. Keep working at it. Do the things that you know you need to do to feel better. So whatever that is, you know, on those days, try and get up, get dressed, have a shower if you can. Go out for a walk if you can. Listen to the music that you like. Make sure you speak to people. Talk to anybody. I don't care who it is. And you can start to feel better. And I hope that I can be proof of that. I'm not 100% fabulous every single day of the week, hence why I cried earlier. But I'm so much better than I was. And I just wanted to say that it does get better um and it really does yeah i'm so glad that you're doing better because i have been like really worried about you and i think it's awful yeah i'm i think yeah i'm so glad that you've kind of you know coming out of that one of the things i always used to say to people doing the samaritans volunteering is that like things are temporary Mm. i'm quite bad at catastrophizing things and, and having i do have anxiety i've been on medication since i was about 24 so I'm really bad at that but um I always just try and tell myself like things are temporary like this too shall pass and that does not always help but sometimes it, it, it does it does in those moments of like where you feel like like I'm you know I know if I've been there I know you've been there of just like this is it this is this will never get better I will never feel better again I will never feel happy those moments of like the yeah. world just like caving in on you and you need that perspective of like this too shall pass, this is temporary. And whether that's you're saying it to yourself or you've got people saying it to you. Like I had, you know, my mum and my sister basically had a intervention with me at the beginning of the summer because they were really worried about me. And thank God they did because that pulled me out of it. I needed them to pull me out of it. Mm. And that's been fantastic. And I'm so pleased. And as I said, I'm not fabulous. There are still little bits and, you know, I'm, I'm trying, but I'm I'm pretty good and I'm really happy about that and I hope that um it can inspire other people that it gets better but that's enough of me chatting Laura how are you doing um I feel really up and down at the moment like two days ago I was kind of like I don't really want to be here anymore I felt really worthless <laughs> and then like today I feel fine so I just feel like up and down and I think I don't know like the nature of my like I say job I say that in a very loose word it's kind of not constant and I don't really have a routine and sometimes that makes me feel worthless and I have to deal with dickhead people online on a pretty much daily basis being horrible and vile to me yeah up and down I think is probably a fair assessment but um we move don't do yourself a disservice by you saying that this job because it's the thing that you do that pays you money to afford your mortgage to afford your life that is your job it's not a nine-to-five job doesn't mean it's not a job also doesn't mean you're worth it. And I yeah, say this I to Laura all the time, like, and I said it uh, when we caught up last week, like, sometimes you need to remember. So for Laura, oh my God, how many people must you be helping in this world? Sometimes you need reminding me that sometimes it's quite difficult to be like, to make that tangible. I know when you feel worthless and I know that you know you're not, but sometimes you need to be reminded of like the fact that you are helping so many women so many people out there in so many different ways I mean even the messages I get must be like one percent of what you get and they are insane and you're like like changing and saving people's lives so in those moments where you're like fuck this shit just remember that bit as well and get that perspective of how many people you're helping because you're just the best 
Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, that sounds a bit dramatic, but I know I do appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> um, and I'm very lucky. I know I'm very lucky to do what I do. Well, it, but... is, it, is, it is dramatic in the moment, isn't it? <laughs> Not that you're dramatic, Not obviously. I'm dramatic, but like, it, yeah, it can all feel dramatic. But um, is there anything we can do? Is there anything I can do to help? No, I thank you. Um, I'm all good. Honestly, I am. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm all good most of the time. I think like a lot of people as well, I'm a bit, feeling a little bit anxious about getting into the kind of like, um, winter months and mm. seasonal depression and that kind of thing and actually one of our listeners asked that as well about seasonal depression like asked if we've had any advice on that and I I this is this is something that your Lauren is always nagging at me about and I'm like yeah, yeah yeah but it is true routine I think is really important in the winter months especially like you said getting out for a walk early because you know it's gonna be dark later um and my mum swears by her she calls it a sad lamp it's actually a happy lamp but all right mum um <laughs> <laughs> she also finds that eating healthily and like cooking for herself is like an act of self-care and love and it's not a diet culture thing of like oh, i must eat sort of you know mm. steamed vegetables as in like she'll make a sort of a slow cooker stew and stuff like that and that will make like that is her way of like nourishing her like mind and body mm. i really want a stew now mum can you make me one of your lovely stews <laughs> do you want to talk about <laughs> the fact that my mother literally yesterday sent me a picture of my death row dinner if it's not her roast dinner is her lamb stew she sent me a picture of a lamb stew and i was like this really? is not okay i'm calling Childline. i know i'm Georgia. like seventeen thousand years too old for him <laughs> but how dare you make a stew without me there <laughs> feel the same um yeah do you know what interesting my mum struggles with it a little bit as well like my mum is my mum loves the sun loves yeah. the summer like she do you know what you should go on holiday with my mum because her perfect holiday would be two weeks of lying down by the pool no beaches she doesn't like a beach <laughs> right, but I'm she will <laughs> Um, tips for dealing with it I guess is I think as well same as any kind of when you're experiencing any mental ill health or to just to try to maintain your well-being is to fill your life with lovely things that make you smile um you know I think it's going to be a bit of a difficult winter coming up as well and I know that's something I'm personally really worried about especially being a solo homeowner oh my fucking god I'm not talking about mm. going on lavish holidays or spending money on things that you can't afford I'm talking meeting up with your friend for a coffee or a walk or can you join like a local club or something or go on like a bookshop crawl where you go and visit lots of different bookshops in your local area or, ch- or something lovely and fill that time those months that are going to be difficult if you know they're going to be difficult just fill it with loveliness that makes you happy and also take the time to rest as well because if you're experiencing any form of depression or anxiety your body is basically and your brain is working against you all the time and it's exhausting it is exhausting so take the time to rest but also take the time to to go out see people and do lovely things as well yeah when you're in that kind of state of mind and we we definitely um are the same in this lauren i think often when you're feeling really low like the last thing like you don't want to talk to people like you don't want to go for a walk you don't want to read a book you're like fuck off i don't want your fucking walk um (laughs) and sometimes i feel like you just need to kind of feel the feelings and just be a bit miserable yeah okay so there does just come a point where you go like okay right it's time to to phone a friend um (laughs) but you know what i mean yeah but it's also it's understanding (laughs) Um, for you like different triggers for different people like it's knowing the taking the time to rest and feel the feelings versus going deeper and deeper and deeper down and I remember when I did um I was doing therapy in 2020 
and my therapist gave me like a chart and I had to fill it in every week of things that I was going to do every day and they were things like go for a walk at lunch with a podcast spend time with my mum call my sister read because it was during lockdowns um trying to fill these things mm. and it was like even if I didn't want to do it I had to do it because it was on this thing and I was in therapy like it's like homework every week and it made the world of difference so sometimes there are days when you don't want to get out of bed and it's fine not to get out of bed but there are days when you can't get out of bed and you need to and just give yourself that little bit of a push and I promise you'll feel better and if you need a friend to help you get out of bed then do that as well and I will just say as well like if you haven't got like friends or family that you feel like you can combine it and then like Samaritans like do find the Samaritans Mm. if you're in the UK because they are there 24 7 and sometimes I think there's a limitation with Samaritans in that they kind of if you get a good one right like they're all brilliant I'm sure but like like in life you're going to gravitate towards some people more than others right if you get a shit one or you're not connecting with them sorry that's a better way of saying it put the phone down try again keep trying until you get like someone that you can actually talk to they don't give advice and sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad but if you just want to talk or just like rant and get something off your chest call the samaritans that's literally what they're there for people often think that you have to be suicidal to find samaritans and that is not true and i think that's where they're they really come into their own i think that's a brilliant idea yeah there's lots of there are resources and stuff available but if you're in the uk samaritans is a brilliant organization yeah but talking about getting help as well so you and i've both gone via our gps to get help before um, and somebody has asked have we got any tips for talking to your doctor about medication therapy everything like that yeah that is a really good topic to kind of bring up i remember like definitely feeling like a, a bit of shame about it but i'd done the therapy i've done the counseling and I just knew that something was not right with me, like chemically or whatever. So I went to the doctors. Um, I will say like my GP was brilliant and they did put me on a low dose of citalopram to start with. I think it was like 10 milligrams. I will just say right here and right now, obviously, I'm not a doctor. Please go and see like professional help. I'm just talking of my personal experience. Went to the doctor, put me on a low dose of citalopram. And then over the years and like when things have happened or I'm just feeling very low, like the point where I pretty much wanted to kill myself because we were like, couldn't have a baby. I would like phone the doctors and was like, you have to put me on a high dosage. I do think that sometimes like doctors hand them out a little bit too eagerly, like sweets. And I think that sometimes like you go through something in life, say it's like a divorce or a breakup or you, maybe you lose your job or COVID, like something has happened to make you feel shitty. And sometimes you have to get through it sometimes with the help of medication sometimes not and then there's like mental mental illness where you're like something is not right with me and I you know it's people always say like I should be happy I've got a house I've got kids I've got this I've got that that is that is what depression does not discriminate against like yeah. it's like fuck you I'm coming for you anyway um so yeah the GP should be good like hopefully you get a good GP again a bit like some I was saying with Samaritans volunteers like, don't get a good one try keep do keep trying because you deserve to get the help and support that you need and don't be embarrassed about it or ashamed about it. Honestly, so many fucking people are on antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication and they just don't talk about it. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And my stepmom always used to say to me, and I'll never forget it, I was really embarrassed to talk to her about it. I just thought she would have a bit of a weird reaction. She was like, mate, great, if it helps. She was like, don't be a hero. 
and every time I kind of I don't honestly I couldn't give a fuck about him anymore and I talk about it really openly like I'm on Talapram like it really helps me and I don't think like I want to be without it like definitely not at the moment anyway and um yes yeah, so I just think don't don't be a hero about it um that's that's it really for me I suppose that's my experience in a nutshell I couldn't agree more I think don't be don't be a martyr unnecessarily there is help available in the form of medication or therapy or other things taking that step of calling the GP to make that appointment is really fucking hard but it will be worth it if you need it and I'm with you in terms of I probably should have gone on medication a few years ago when I started to feel not so great and I resisted it for many reasons and I I was quite uneducated about antidepressants and it took kind of falling apart again in 2020 and I sat down and I did a lot of research like obviously you know pretty surface level stuff I didn't wasn't like going out and doing actual research I did you know online research and stuff to understand what medication was what it was doing how it like affected your brain all this kind of stuff and then I went to the doctors if you're that kind of person as well that you kind of need a little bit more info then that my tip would be to do some research on it obviously trusted sources Mm, mind has got really good so it's actually the mind website and they've got videos on there and that was the thing that changed my mind about it and that was what made me go to the chemist and pick up that prescription because that had been there (laughs) that I'd have for like far too long and I went to go and pick it up and it can help it's not for everybody and again I stress what Laura just said we are not we are not medically trained please speak to your gp if you need it works for some doesn't work for others there are different medications available but i think you all know that me and laura really really recommend any form of talking therapy it's life saving and again like laura said with therapists it's not a one-size-fits-all if you don't i've i've i think i've been to like four or five yeah i reckon i've about eight eight or nine crikey oh yeah i'll get through them mate (laughs) so yeah you're not going to gel with all of them and that's absolutely fine you can continue i think it's obviously a bit more of a struggle perhaps on the nhs as you're sort of given what you get but um there is support available on the nhs yeah you mentioned mind earlier i actually got help through mind through my gp I've had two fantastic counsellors in, in my life at various times, but the, it was the first time I'd had a really good counsellor, like, and it, she, her name was Tina, and she changed my life. And um, I got, I think it was like six or eight free sessions on the NHS, and I didn't actually have to wait that long. That was a while ago. I know there are waiting times, but just to say, like, yeah, there is there is help out there. Okay, so I've got a question for you, Laura, as well. We're kind of talking about mental health and it's kind of more going on to body image as well and stuff. Like, And we've spoken about this and I think we both kind of struggle with this a little bit of overeating to a point of maybe binge eating. And I know that you said recently mm-hmm. that you were in sort of a binge cycle and somebody has asked how you're doing with that. How is everything? Is Have you have you found support? Do you need support? Um if you're happy to talk a little bit about that yeah I still I'm sort of struggling with that I think if I'm being really honest uh probably I think probably a little bit better now but um I just know I've noticed that I have put on weight I don't weigh myself I haven't weighed myself in ages but I my clothes feel a bit tighter and the other day I ordered some clothes and and they were like in my normal size and they were too small and then I ordered the next size up and they were still too small and I know we talk all the time about like oh size doesn't matter and all of that but obviously mentally that's going to kind of like play on your mind a bit and it made me think oh fuck I have really been binge eating lately and that's I've probably put on weight and then I get in this mental frame of like 
I feel a bit worthless. Oh God, I'm not going to get any work. Brands are going to work with me. I'm not going to get like, I'm not going to go back on TV again because I'm too huge. And I just, my self-esteem like really depletes with that. So yeah, I'm still struggling with it. Obviously I did have a chat with a lady who is, um, she's a nutritionist, but she specializes in like the health at every size stuff. And she seemed really nice. And I was like really kind of signing up to it. And then there was just something that was like, I don't know if I'm quite ready timing wise. And I don't know why I'm putting it off. It was a fair bit of money. Like it wasn't like cheap, but something is just kind of stopping me. But I almost wait, I'm waiting for like a sign or something. I think it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, I don't know about you. And this is the same with mental health as well. Feeling like I have to get to the, 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 the rock bottom first, surely, before I go and get help. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know, I have to be worse, surely. Like, or like there has to be something <laughs> that's happening or I've really got, or like mm. I struggle with overeating as well. I've, when you're in a binge cycle, you feel like you have to make the most of the food that you're eating and you're not done with that yeah, yet. Yeah, definitely. And it's kind of like eating to the point where you, you feel uncomfortable mm. and like me and Matt say all the time, like we'll do it, we'll 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 properly like gorge on stuff, and then we're like, oh, I hate myself. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I hate myself. And that isn't great, is it? Like you want to be satisfied, but then yeah, like you know that Christmas dinner feeling. Yeah, that's something that I'm like almost striving for every day, and I think that's not very like healthy. So I just all I want is to have a healthy relationship with food. But yeah, I, if I'm being really honest as well, like you said about you know being smaller, wanting to lose weight. Like, I, I know that like, I feel stuck because, like, I want to make healthier changes, but mm. I don't want to give up lovely food. And food is a huge part of my life. And a lot of my day, especially being at home and sometimes feeling a bit lonely, the joy in my life, a lot of it comes from food. So I will really look forward to, like, oh, I have, like, a BLT of really nice sourdough bread. And, oh, sounds good. Yeah, and it's great. And there's nothing wrong with that. But then it's, like, when you go, all right, but you're out having... I just feel like I'm pushing down my feelings with food and that I don't love. So I would like to sort that. But then I think there's part of me that goes, well, I don't because I don't want to give it up. I don't want to give up food because I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. And I think like everything you're saying kind of does lend it that I think you deserve to to do that course or that thing with that person because I think you need to. And I get mm. that. Like it must be like, you know, you don't want to give up this food, but that's not what this is because I guess your, your brain is probably being like, if you go do a program or something like that, that's to deal with binge eating, that that is similar to doing the fat clubs of old and the diets of old, but it's not, it's not going to be that kind of restriction. You won't not be able to have chocolate. You won't not be able to have your BLTs. What it will be is putting things in your brain to be like, you've had a chocolate bar. Why are you now reaching for five more? your brain is going to just have a bit more of a healthier attitude for them. So I totally get what you're saying. And I think, yeah, thank you for being Mm. so honest because it's, I think so many people will be the same as well. And I do certainly have an element of that. When you're ready to, you have to be ready to, because that's going to be a commitment financially and like time and, you know, mentally all, all of it. So you've got to be ready. But I think you deserve to do that for yourself. Thanks, mate. Yeah, hopefully I'll get there. You will. You'll be okay. I promise. So on a um, a slightly more positive note, uh, <laughs> one of our listeners has asked, what's one thing you're hoping to see happening in your life by this time next year? Fabulous question. Well, okay. So I would like to, I would really like to be in a relationship. And I say that purely because I'm ready for it. I don't need one. I've proven I don't need one, but it's something that I would like. And I think for me, that'll be the ultimate, like, 
you've recovered from all of like the heartbreak shit plus also all the trauma shit plus also all the body confidence mm. bullshit and that would be like a real moment for me and I'd really like that but similarly I would just love still continuing lovely conversations with Instagram and our listeners and still doing lovely things with my friends I'd like to decorate my house and make that feel even more cozy so all these little things I think I'm quite content at the minute so I want all these lovely little things to continue and just helping people feel good about themselves is my favorite thing to do in the whole wide world so I think that's it I think that's a bit of a shit answer but that's my one Laura how about you where do you want to be this time next year I'd really like to write a book I feel like I've got a book in me so I'm hoping that might happen in the next year or so and I really want to move house as well what but me and Matt are both self-employed and we're both therefore apparently we need like two Now's years of good books. Now's not the time to books, get a mortgage mate. To get a mortgage. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone knows of like a loophole listening that we can like get a mortgage after only having one year of books, please let me know. I'll feed you all the cake. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would like to be at least thinking about moving at this time next year because I just want like a little bit more of a garden where are you going to oh no not far like we want to stay where we are like like, like we're not moving up north or anything don't leave me <laughs> no we won't we won't leave you i just don't yeah there's lots of reasons i won't go into because some weird stalker people might be listening and they'll be like i know where she lives but i don't like the noise where we are anyway okay that's me i will ex- i will accept all of this that's fine don't leave me and i think that's pretty cool i won't leave you ever. no please don't <laughs> Okay, um, I have loved answering all these questions. We've got one last one I think is a really good one to end on. If you could recommend one show that always makes you feel good, that listeners should maybe go and watch after this, what would it be? So my feel good show, and I've actually watched it three times now, and I don't like comedies. I will just say this. Oh my God, yeah, you don't. Brilliant. Superstore. It's on Netflix. And I it is love so funny. Superstore isn't it it's so good and I, I'm sure anyone that's worked in retail like you or, at, or in an office to be honest with you yeah. that you'll just identify characters that you know from real life and it's brilliant it's so funny it, it is hilarious like it actually makes me laugh out loud and I I am a real like stickler for not liking comedies and I just sit there like that's not funny and I piss myself laughing at Superstore <laughs> it's brilliant it's such a good show I watched it I think like a couple of months ago for the first time thinking it was really shit and I absolutely loved it. 10 out of 10 recommend that. My one for that would be, um, and I know loads of people will be the same, is actually Miranda, 1000%. There's so much in that show that is relatable to women in their 30s, bigger women, tall women, all of it. It's so relatable. I love it. It's my com- it's my ultimate comfort show. And I know so many people feel the same as well. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, hopefully you're not bored from us droning on too much. <laughs> um, felt a bit self-indulgent doing that. But anyway, make sure you check out our subscription options as well on Patreon and Apple, where you can support the show for as little as £1 a week. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you very soon. Crowd Network, a place where you belong.